0: The Western Wayne News Podcast is made possible by support from listeners and readers like you. We're also accepting a limited number of sponsorships. If your organization would like to get your message in front of hundreds of Wayne County listeners, please email contact at westernwaynenews.com.
1: I'm Max Paul, and I'm a professor of Ancient and Classical Studies at Earlham College.
0: From Civic Spark Media and the Western Wayne News in Wayne County, Indiana, I'm Kate Jetmore. As a native of Richmond, Indiana, and longtime host of the Listen podcast, I'm excited to be sitting down with some of our neighbors and listening to the stories that define our community. My guest today is Max Paul. By day, he teaches a wide range of courses in the Classics department at Earlham College. But off the clock, he has an impressive TikTok following, where you can hear him talking about ancient Greece and Rome or what it's like to be a professor. And he's a self-described big old nerd. (laughs) On that note, Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you do get the distinction, I have to inform you, of being the very first Erlamite on the Western Way News podcast. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Happy to be here.
0: What is it about Earlham, speaking about Earlham and Earlhamites, what is it about Earlham and the Earlham community that's kept you in Richmond for more than a decade now?
1: Yeah, it's kind of delightful, right? Like it is this gem of a community buried in in Richmond. Uh, and you might not expect to find such like a welcoming, positive, diverse group of folks here, but, but yeah, it is, it is a, a true delight, um, to be here. It is, it is the people that have kept us here. Uh, right. So my spouse, Sarah and I both work at Earlham. Um, and it's, it is very much, um, this delightful blossoming community of like-minded folks. Um, like, I, I, I can't go to the <laughs> farmer's market without running into a number of Earlhamites, right? Like, you get to see them, and, like, we've been here long enough so like, you get to watch their kids grow up. So it's not just, like,
0: yeah.
1: co-workers, right? Like, this really is a, a community of, of friends and colleagues. It's great.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about the community of Earlhamites? Within the community of Richmond, you just you just mentioned the farmers market, for example, mm. which is something that's part of the Richmond community. It's yes. outside of the Earlham campus. What are Absolutely. some of the other things in the community of Richmond that make being at Earlham such a joy?
1: Sure. Um, so, so I would be remiss if I didn't mention my second office, uh, Roscoe's Coffee Shop. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, one hundred percent. Roscoe's Coffee Bar and Tap Room is one of my favorite places in in the entire town. Um, both for its its just very chill vibes. It's a great place to just sit and do work. I will also run into again. I don't think I have been in there and not seen someone from Earlham, which is both a pro and a con. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. But there's there's just. They run a, a really great place where you can get a wide selection of delicious coffee, but also, you know, craft beer if you feel like day drinking and doing class <laughs> prep, which I would never do. Never. Um, there's also, oh, I wish I could remember the name. There is this new, like, retro arcade, which is.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind it of, is uh, like around Ninth Street or Eighth Street, something yes, like that.
1: Yes, absolutely, tucked away, unfortunately easy to miss, because uh, it's it's really cool. Someone has just decided to stock a basement full of old arcade games, but also sell pizza by the slice. Like it's
0: brilliant. It's
1: great. I feel like I feel like if I were seventeen, I would never leave. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, It sounds like there's a little bit of danger there now, even though you're not 17 anymore. Maybe. Maybe
1: just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So those spots are awesome. I mean, also the Richmond Civic Theater. uh, Like, there are just, there are so many cool places uh, around town that, yeah, it's just, it's a surprising delight.
0: Why do you think Richmond and Earlham are such well-kept secrets
1: That's a really good question. So I went to graduate school two hours away in Columbus uh, and I did not know about Earlham. I also went to a small liberal arts college also in Ohio and didn't know about Earlham uh, until I started looking for jobs. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. Um, I I wish I knew better um, sort of water cooler talk is that for a while Earlham had mm, not been great about Mm self-promotion out of a a sense of a sort of humbleness and not wanting to to brag. Mm. Uh, But I think we should, right? Like there are a lot of great things going on here and there's nothing wrong with sharing those accomplishments with the broader world. Likewise, Richmond, I'm not, I'm not sure why more folks don't Know about it? Um, I will say for a while, my spouse and I ran an Airbnb um, out of our house. Right, we've got a spare bedroom, and we're like, great if folks folks want to stay here, right? Like, essentially chump change to stay the evening because it's just a spare bed and bath. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would get lots of people coming through who were road trippers, right? So there's if you're going between Columbus and Indianapolis on seventy, there's basically nothing. Except for Richmond. And so people would stop and then they're like, this is kind of a cool town. We're like, yeah, it is kind of a cool town. We are more than just a stop between like Dayton and Indy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have a look. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Interesting. Uh, you use the word humble. I wonder if you could even slot in the word Quaker there. Do you think some of it is the Quakerness?
1: I mean, yes, one hundred percent. Yes, without, without a doubt. Um, yes, that those sort of Quaker ethics of not self-promoting, um, mm-hmm.
0: not very
1: much sort of yeah, very much got in, got in our way. Unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. it is it is great to be humble, but. Um, it can be a detriment if it prevents people from knowing you exist.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like both Richmond and Earlham are taking steps in the right direction when it comes to yes. getting the word out. I love your voice, I have to Thank say. You. And Thank you. And I think this will be a great segue to talking about your platform on TikTok. Um, oh, sure. Just, just, I mean, obviously, TikTok is both audio and video, but. Oh mm. my gosh, you have such a great voice. I'm excited. To, I, I want to I, I talk about TikTok. I'm not, it's not a platform that I'm super familiar with, sure. but I do have to admit that it seems a surprising fit to me. Um, mm-hmm. Taking your knowledge about antiquity, about ancient history, the Greeks and the Romans, and putting it out there in bite-sized pieces on TikTok. So how did you get started with that?
1: So my students told me they're like max you gotta you gotta get on tiktok um they know that i have been sort of involved in social media right like i'm i'm an elder millennial so i've grown up being on the internet um so social media is not a new thing to me and i've pivoted from platform to platform uh as things sort of have have grown thrived and died like it's the cycle of the internet um are like you should you should look at tiktok and i was like oh i don't know about that um Eventually, I I got an account and started looking at things, and I, like I think a lot of folks weren't aware of the platform, were like, is this just teens dancing? Like, why? Mm-hmm. What is this? And that is a gross misunderstanding of the platform. It is essentially 60-second video clips. Obviously, one can go longer, but yeah, videos of about a minute of anything, whatever you want to do. Um, and there was a sort of growing area for education. Um, mm. One of the pioneers here, I, I really have to to leave this to uh, Hank and John Green, the Vlogbrothers, yeah. who mm-hmm. were a pair of brothers who really sort of pioneered education video stuff on um, YouTube. Once they sort of got on TikTok, the gates were open for other educators to come in and start doing their thing. And when did um, you
0: come in and start doing your thing?
1: This would have been just, I want to say 2020? Okay. Maybe okay. it was late 2019. I cannot quite remember when. Um Yeah. Definitely like things started taking off before the pandemic. Okay. Um yeah, so this would have been early 2020. I want to say January 2020.
0: Yep. Okay. And um, was part of your success, shall we say? The lockdown. I mean, did you suddenly start finding yourself with, uh, I don't know, extra time, extra creative energy that you were that you needed to channel into something?
1: It it certainly helped, um, but I don't I don't think that was it. Um, Like, and this is not to not to brag, but things like my videos were surprisingly successful early on. Um, I remember I made. Just sort of a throw a throwaway video um, about a a rather rather risque statue. And it got something like three hundred thousand views. And I was wow. like, What is happening? Wow. It was a fine video, but like mm-hmm. to my mind I was like, that's I don't I don't understand why this has such traction, but all right, here we are.
0: Wow, it's really fascinating. I mean here you've just shared with us your reaction to those three hundred thousand views. Yeah. Um I mean, have you have you sort of unlocked the mystery yet? Have you discovered why? Like, what is it people are finding when, I mean, they, when they come on your channel?
1: So there's there's a broad variety of things. Um, generally, if folks want to hear a 39-year-old white guy talk about classics, they're already nerds. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> right, so they're here. They want to learn more about Greek and Roman antiquity. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do try to be aware of my audience. I try to be aware of like how much time they've got. So I've got plenty of like amazing colleagues both at Erlum and the broader field that would not be as successful in this work simply because it's very hard to take knowledge about a thing and just boil it down into the kernel. Like a lot of my colleagues flourish in, you know, 20 to 40 minute lectures like they will just they'll keep you wrapped for that long but there's build-up there's give and take
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: it's just a different genre and that that style of presentation doesn't work as well in one to three minute clips right
0: Um, Right. it sounds like what you're describing is an awareness you know that you're aware of what the platform is what the platform has to offer and what it doesn't what's going to work and what's not going to work
1: yeah. Which can be really limiting. Um, there's only so much nuance you can go into on a topic, um, mm-hmm. which means there's some things that, like, you just, you can't really get into. Or, like, you'll do a follow-up video, but inevitably, right, like, the sequel is never as good. And so, <laughs> you know, you might have a thing and people are getting the wrong impression on your first video, and you're like, ooh, I should really clarify this. And then, like, the clarification video, like, no one pays attention to. it. Like, right. mm-hmm. See how it's that sort went. of
0: like letters to the editor or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No one reads the corrigenda and addenda. It just doesn't happen.
0: Well, you know, as I was preparing to speak to you today, I came across uh, a quote of yours online. Don't mean to scare you. It's not going to be no, scary, no, no, that's believe fine. me. But I came across across a quote of yours, and it reads, what a writer says about the ancient world generally tells us more about the writer than about antiquity. Yeah. And what I'd like to ask you today is, What do you think your choice of TikTok as a platform can tell us about you?
1: Sure, yeah. Um, What what an insightful quotation. (laughs) Um, So, I mean... Up top, I think it tells you that I, I'm an elder millennial desperately just trying to keep up. Right. Like that's mm. <laughs> that, that's the immediate takeaway. It's like, oh, okay, all right, you're you're trying to to do a thing um, that the youths are also engaged with. Um which is absolutely true. Um, right in the early 2012, twenty thirteen, I ran a Tumblr account, largely so Earlham could be advertising to High schoolers, so you could know what was going on at the Earlham College Classics Department Mm -hmm. via social media. Uh, And as people have shifted away from Tumblr and moved to TikTok, I'm like, okay, great. Like this is where people are. If we want folks to know about us, this is this is what we got to do. If we're looking at sort of like why specifically um, TikTok as opposed to like Instagram or whatnot, I really really value the democratization that TikTok offers. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Were you at all familiar with Vine, by any chance?
0: Uh, kind of. I mean, I never used Vine, but it was always something sure. that was um, that younger people were doing. <laughs> it absolutely, like what absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, and I, I never produced content for Vine, but I consumed a reasonable amount of it, right? Like these are six-second videos, mm-hmm. six-second videos. But you could see all sorts of different groups using these things uh, that was, that enabled a visibility and gave voices to folks who are typically not presented in film and media, uh, which tends to be, again, largely cis white guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so TikTok, again, really sort of hands a camera and a mic to so many people that have not traditionally been been represented and is giving them quite large platforms. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is beautiful to see, and I'm happy to be a part of that, mm-hmm. um, even if it is a very small part of it. Um, so yeah. is
0: what you're saying that you're interested in supporting a platform that does give voice to a more diverse group of people?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the delightful things that like, the the app will let you do is share content from other creators uh, on, and sort of amplify their traffic, um, which is a thing I do try to do. If I you know come across other folks who are uh, like yeah, whose platforms might not be as large, like great, cool, like let's let me direct you to this thing. Um, mm-hmm. It is also sort of the the flip side of that is that. One of my main, mm, main missions in addition to education is also the combat of misinformation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And boy, howdy, there's a lot of misinformation on TikTok mm-hmm. um, because when you're dealing with such small uh, videos, right, 60 to 90 seconds, um, as I said, not a ton of nuance. And so there's a lot of accounts out there that will, if not explicitly lie, like uh, maybe massage the truth or sensationalize things, um, and give people really the wrong impression about things, and/or actively mislead them about things. Um, so a not insignificant amount of my work is trying to counter that.
0: Mm, tell yeah. me, tell me more about that, because it sounds like you're making an you're making an observation about the platform and how it's sometimes mm-hmm. used, but you're also saying yes. that you make an effort to lean back against that. So how do you how do you do that? Yeah.
1: So you you asked earlier like Oh have you have you cracked the code of sort of being like how to go viral or what have you? <laughs> uh, I and mean, obviously no. like I, I, there is no formula for that. Um, being very, very attractive always helps, but like that's not a <laughs> it's not a guarantee. Um, and that ship has sailed, alas. Uh, but it is clear that if you are sensational, uh, right and you want to say, Let's talk about the true location of Atlantis. Uh, Or did you know that Gladiator Sweat was collected and sold as an aphrodisiac to Roman women? Great. I'm in. I'm hooked. There's no truth behind either of those things. But people will listen. People will click. Right? Like conspiracy theories do remarkably well. Uh Um, So then you – you find yourself as an educator and you're like, "I just saw a video with three million views claiming that aliens had to have built the pyramids because there's no way that copper tools can like cut in a straight line and you're like, okay, all right, it's time to <laughs> it's time to talk about what kind of tools were available when and what okay. can they do with rock for
0: okay,
1: yeah, so this is it's where you go mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. well, I mean, you just. Reference TikTok as a tool, and you just referred to yourself as an educator. So it, I, what can we expect to see as the 21st century unfolds when it comes to TikTok, social media, new technologies?
1: It's a really good question. Uh, part of it, honestly, depends on the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, because every couple months or so, there there's anxiety about it being – a Chinese company that might be spying on everyone. And so people are like, we're gonna lock it down. So that could shut it down very quickly. Um, We'll sidestep all of that and just say, if it continues to exist, I think there is room for it to be used in the classroom, but people would have to work very hard to sort of present curated content. Um, for their students. I don't think this is going to be replacing textbooks Mm -hmm. or YouTube, right? Like if you want instructional content, I would not use TikTok for that. I would go to YouTube personally. And I say this as someone who does not produce content for
0: YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what you're saying is that, you know, you have your role as a professor at a respected university Mm -hmm and you know what you do in the classroom, and then you've got this platform on TikTok, which is, you know, and you're following on TikTok. They're two different things.
1: Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Um, It is meant for students to find, absolutely. And I have definitely told students that if they want to, like, take their final project and convert it into a TikTok-style presentation, like, great, that's a really useful way of learning how to present information differently. But I I don't... Mm I don't foresee a lot of my colleagues saying, "Yeah, absolutely, let's <laughs> let's use TikTok as a way to share our research with the broader public." I'd, yeah, right. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah.
0: But what you what you just said, I think, is also telling and very mm-hmm. interesting, which is um, being open to your students using this structure for their final project. Hundred percent. You know, I don't think I don't think you know whether it be because of the mindset in higher education or because of what technologies were available? I mean, I don't think that was happening 10, 15 years ago, was it?
1: So i certainly not on TikTok. I think we've had folks offer the opportunity to make video projects, certainly.
0: Okay, Um, okay.
1: I, I also suspect that many of my colleagues might not appreciate how hard a video project is, right? Like, if you're if you have not mm. actively worked on framing shots, editing sound, light, right? Like, there's so many things that can go wrong, and it's so easy to make bad video content. Um,
0: mm-hmm. that I
1: think I think video projects have long been far more difficult than we've given them credit for. Um,
0: right, right.
1: So, yeah, no, I. Whenever I tell students that they can do this, I'm like, "It's not. This is not easy, right? You're, it's a lot easier just to write a ten-page paper, man. That's. It's just you and <laughs> you and a screen. That's it."
0: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm really interested in uh, what you have to say about this, and what and and how you're approaching it hmm. as a professor, as an educator, because it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is that you're open to possibilities you're open to how things are evolving in the technical sphere in the classroom how you know you've you've also referenced a couple times I mean to me you're young and you're talking about how your students are young right it's all relative yes so it sounds like you know you're you're willing to listen to your students and say well what would work for you I mean is that true you know
1: absolutely absolutely um it is vitally important for me that I stay, if not on top of, at least aware of what's sort of culturally relevant to them. Um, like I,
0: Why is that important to you?
1: Um, if, it is, if you're no longer able to connect with things that students care about, it's, it's just so much harder for them to care about the material you're presenting to them Um, Hmm. For example, I imagine we have all been in conversations in class or not where someone references the Lone Ranger uh, and you're like, oh, okay, the the Cavendish gang. Yeah, that metaphor really didn't land for me. (laughs) And you're like, cool, that might have been a moment for connection. But at this point, you've just like that was off the air before I was alive. And the only Mm -hmm. thing that that attempt at that metaphor did was distance us. Um, That's right. So it is it is necessary for me if I'm going to engage with students to be able to say, okay, great. Like, I, I at least know of the things you're aware of. Uh, I can't just mm-hmm. keep rehashing the vital po- points from my youth and expecting that they're going to follow along.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I also hear a great measure of respect there. Oh, of course. That you really... Respect your students, and it sounds like there's a mutual respect there.
1: I hope so. Uh, I certainly, I certainly respect them, uh, and they generally seem to to respect me as much as one does their professors. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well said. Well, Max, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed getting to know you Thanks and getting me. to know know more about what you do. Yeah. And I want to wish you and your family all the best.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Your support means the world to us. You can subscribe to the Western Wayne News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review our show as it helps more listeners like you to find these stories. For more information, visit our website at westernwaynews.com. I'm Kate Jetmore, and I'll see you next time.